Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and this is a weekly discussion focused on the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James, a series of pilgrimages across Europe. The majority of pilgrims walk to reach the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain. And it's said the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James are interred in a silver casket beneath the cathedral. My guests this week are the husband and wife pilgrims, Tim and Janine O'Neill from the United States. And my quote this week comes from their blog, cataloguing their Camino. The English author Isaac Walton, who said, Good company in a journey makes the way seem shorter. Tim and Janine O'Neill are on the line, and it's only just days ago that they finished their Camino. Welcome, pilgrims. Thank you, Dan. Hey, good morning. Where where are you now? Where am I speaking to you from? We're in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. And you've just finished the Portuguese way. Now, as I understand it, and we had a quick chat before we began the interview, you began in Fatima. Yes. Yes, we started there um, because we wanted to just see the shrine uh, where the uh, Mary appeared. And it was just... Uh, an awesome way to begin our Camino. I, I want to talk, Janine, about the about about the nuts and bolts of the Camino. But just hearing you talk, then, and I've now gone quickly a page and a half over. So you walked from the shrine where Saint Mary appeared to the spot where the remains of Apostle James were said to have been unearthed. So you both have a very strong faith, don't you? Well, we we hope to even have our faith grow stronger. It's um, but yes, we I, I grew up. Um, our family prayed the rosary together, and we had the statue of Our Lady of Fatima um, it, in our home, and um, we would pray it at to, together, and it brought us together as a family. So um, I've always, you know, I dreamed of maybe one day you know, going to Fatima and, and it was almost like a dream come true to actually be there. It was such a peaceful, beautiful place to be. That's amazing. Uh, what do you think then the Camino taught you in terms of your faith? And I'm going to ask the same question of Tim, but what do you think the Camino that you've just finished in sunny days ago taught you in terms of your faith? Um. Well, it, it, it taught me, um, just to, um, I would just get so wrapped up about thinking about a hundred things at a time and each step along the way, you were able to hear, uh, bird songs and see beautiful flowers and, and greet our pilgrims that, um, that were just, you know, uh, searching uh, to, to be close to God. And, um, but um, the, the mainly I, I wanted to, I, I just like to control things. And I was just, um, you know, wanting this, this way to be, you know, step by step and just trusting, you know, we weren't sure where we we're going to be every night, you know, and, and, and the risk of staying in an alberque and, and, and meeting other people from all over the world. Um, it just, um, it just, I don't know. And then, you know, when your feet are tired, just saying, 
uh, God, just help me just to go one more step, one more step, Mm -hmm. because some days it was very difficult. Um, So um, it just, I don't know, I just felt like um, just God was just taking care of everything in just such an amazing way, more than I could ever imagine. So, Tim, to you, um, how, how let's let's talk some nuts and bolts. How long did it take you to walk from Fatima to Santiago? Uh, we started on the twenty third of April. Left, left America, I guess. So twenty fourth, we started walking, and we finished it on the uh, the tenth of May, the tenth Ascension Day. Oh, oh yeah, Ascension. Yeah. Oh wow, what a what a day to arrive in Santiago. And so how are you both feeling now after walking that distance? It, it's been uh, just, I, I mean, we, we do a little bit of marriage prep, um, you know, in, in our community. And it's just, you know, like, boy, if marriages could just do that, it just, you know, it just built us up. I mean, we've wallpapered together, and that's about the most uh, strenuous thing you can do in a marriage. <laughs> but... That's funny. <laughs> That's right. But walking the Camino, you know, it takes a little bit of faith between the two of you. I was kind of, the, you know, being the army guy, the navigator, and, the, you know, and sometimes we just had to say, hey, we just got to have faith. We're going the right direction or or we're, we're going to find a good place to stay. So it was, uh, it was just amazing just to see all the different people and, uh, and, just, and just to start, we saw some folks in Porto and then we kept seeing them all along the way and then it was just a young couple and we, we saw them again in in, uh, in Santiago and it was it was such a blessing to see so many people you met along the way. Hey you know Janine you mentioned how beautiful the bird song was along the way we can hear oh, it we can hear it, it right amazing. now in the background I can hear yes. it right now in the background it's so beautiful it's so lovely yes. yeah so so I just want to I, I, a lot of people listen because they want to know what it was like on the on the actual the camino was it hot um so you're walking may april may was it hot oh it was it was uh st james blessed us with the best weather possible it was just amazing we we probably only had maybe one day of rain that we actually put our, our rain gear on our, our our friends that had done it before you have to take like, okay, okay. So we took it with us, but it was just, the skies were so blue. And the flowers, that, like you said, magical. The flowers in Portugal and are, the fragrance. are just beyond belief. The cobblestones are a little harder than, you know, anything you've ever walked on. But the flowers and the scents were just totally great. Was this your first Camino? Yes. Right. And now, what level of accommodation did you seek out? Did you stay in albergues, hostels, pensions, hotels? What did you stay in? It's, we stayed in all of the above. And uh, so, but, but uh, it, it just was, uh, we had so many bags and we were so unorganized. We had our stuff scattered everywhere. And oh my gosh, to, <laughs> we felt like we were bothering our our. Um, eight other roommates, <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, we, we, we got to experience all of the above. But what we did, we tried to, you know, just for our marriage, I think we, we tried to always see if, if the Alberque had a double and even because most of the time 
you paid almost the same amount as it doubled. So. And did you always find a bed? Not necessarily a double, but w- was it busy enough that you were able to find a bed in Albergues or a pension or wherever you wanted to stay? Well, we actually showed up in a town. It was called um, Belagros, I think. But they were having a festival. It was the first of May. It was... Yeah, it was May Day or Flower Day or something, and, and, and it was gorgeous. It was wonderful. It was exciting. And we showed up at our at our the place I had planned. I hadn't heard a confirmation from them, and it was closed. And a guy came up to us and said, hey, I work in the hotel industry. You will not find a room in this city. But he said there's a public hostel, Alberta, right around the corner. And it was for donations only. And uh, so we got a spot on the floor, but it was kind of a – in, they had converted every possible space into a, a staying area. So we had had a little light and a plug-in for your phone. And uh, so we, we stayed there and, you know, the shop, you know, it, it was, you know, and we just had to keep reminding ourselves we were pilgrims, but we met some neat people there. And Well, we got a pilgrim's blessing when we went to mass at the St. Anthony church. They had a special place at this uh, church at the 7.30 p.m. Mass. With yellow arrows that directed you where to sit. Right in the church, yeah. So we sat in our uh, pilgrim area, and um, they did the Mass. And then after, the priest brought us up and prayed a blessing over all the pilgrims. And At the end of church, it wasn't wasn't over. He didn't release everybody. He did it in front of the whole congregation. So, So the whole congregation could pray for us. And then at the end, they gave us like a little rock and some prayer cards. And, and they were just, it was just lovely. Humbling experience. Yes. And, and so I, just tell us again where that was, St. Anthony's Church, you think, in in what town? Balagros. Balagros. Okay. Because people will be emailing me about that. You know, we talked earlier about your faith and... And you also mentioned um, about marriage preparation. And you both made a casillo, or uh, we call it casillo in Australia, but do you call it casillo in the United States? Curcio. Curcio. In the United States, Curcio. And this was when you were stationed in Alabama. Uh, and Correct. a movement that has its roots that are really intertwined with the Camino. Just explain yes. to me what 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 Curcio is or Curcio is? Well, Curcio is a, um, is a, um, a three-day retreat and it, it's, it focuses on, on increasing your faith, but also expanding out and, um, and just, um, sharing your faith with, with your friends, but also it's, it's a community effort. It's like, we really need to share the good news, not only, um, you know, being close to God yourself, but how can I serve others? And um, so we, um, so you meet in your, your weekly prayer meetings and you talk about how you're growing in faith and how you're serving others. And then you, you work on projects together to, um, to, to help others as well. Yeah, they use a, they use like a, a milking stool and, um, and what they do, it's a three-legged stool and it's, a, uh, your, your, your faith, your piety and your action. You study. And study. So it's a, and if you didn't have all three legs, it would, it wouldn't, 
you know, you, your faith won't grow. Yeah, you couldn't be very stable because you got to have all three, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was really wonderful. And, so, and actually, some of the songs, some of the songs we listened to, I, I wanted to like share with you. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Rich Mullins, but uh, you know, he's just a faithful guy, and uh, and we listened to some of his songs, and I, I, I just thought you should check him out because he, you know, I think you guys are kind of on the same level. Rich Mullins. Yes. There you go. I'm going to look up Rich Mullins. Well, it's funny you should mention the song. But before before we get to that, what are the what are the three legs of the stool? Do you remember? It's a uh, piety that means uh your prayer and faith, uh personal prayer with God, and then study is like reading the Bible or or just, you know, anything that helps you to understand your faith better and then action, how are you serving others? And if you have these three, then um their formulas that you'll grow stronger in your faith and uh, grow closer to God. Well, piety, study, and action are pretty good pillars to adopt no matter what you're doing, frankly. But it's interesting um, when we talk about Cursio or Cursillo, as we say in Australia, and I don't often talk about myself when I'm interviewing other people, um, but my parents were involved with the Cursillo movement when I was a boy. And I remember my mother singing De Colores. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. She would we come sing home and sing De Colores. Right? Yep. And the rooster is going, Kiri, Kiri, Kiri. And the t- clock heads go, you know, we actually had the words with us because we went to our old Treya the day before we left. And they, they just centered all around us. They all put their hands over us and they prayed for us. For a journey. Yeah, well, listen, to, listen. I can hear the birds in the background there, and I, yeah. I just jotted down on the side of my interview notes here the the, the English interpretation of De Colores, which is of of colours, and the yes. first verse says, "In colours, in colours, the fields are dressed in the spring, in colours, in coloureds, and the little birds that come from outside." In colors, in colors, is the rainbow that we see shining. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, that we felt like that song was just like, yeah, we're experiencing that song on this Camino walk. And we actually met a lady who was kind of the same as us. She had been to Curcio, and so we were singing the song with her, and we walked along with her for, for a whole day in uh and uh, we just had a, just a great time. That day went so fast. But as we were singing the song, the rooster in the background is just crowing. Right. Really right. Oh, like, right. You, you, could, you couldn't have orchestrated it better. We all just died laughing. That is so great. And, well, I tell you that my mother, I won't say how old she is because she, she'd hate me for saying it, but I saw her at <laughs> Christmas time and I had, a little, I had my little Camino guitar there and she picked it up and started to play it and the song she played was... Day Colores, just yeah. last Christmas. Isn't that fantastic? So Casillo encourages, as we talked about, a, a very deep spiritual faith. Did you find on the Camino Portuguese a spiritual, a, a kind of depth of faith there? Uh, was it something you found easily when you sought it out? I, I think there's many pilgrims on the, on, the, uh, on the walk that were not doing it for uh, religious purposes. But um, but you know, 
what, I, you know, and I'm not just trying to butter you up, but we, we just, we listen to your song a lot. And so sometimes, you know, we'd walk past them and we'd just say, I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. And it just, it was kind of like a, a way of saying, God bless you without, um, you know, without actually sounding too religious, you know, and I would, I would just belt it out. I would just say, hey, I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. Oh, that's and that fantastic. was kind of like our, our mantra the, as we kind of walked along. Just that was that. Well, that's that's very touching. And that that means a great deal to me. Uh, I didn't ask that question for that reason. But uh, that's that's amazing. Um, let me talk about some some nuts and bolts then. Now, the Portuguese, there'll be people listening saying, oh, you know, the Francis. What, first of all, why did you choose the Portuguese? Well, we only had, um, uh, you know, with work, the max I could take was, was three weeks. And um, the other Camino is, is too long. And so we thought, well, let's just, we've never been to Portugal or Spain. Let's try it this way. What was the food like? Oh, the food was amazing. We've just, everything was delicious. And the the Portuguese just give you such huge servings and you're so hungry after all these long walks. And it was just absolutely perfect. And then sharing it with fellow um, pilgrims. Uh, and so they can share their experience for the day. And, and And it was fun meeting people from all different countries. And it seemed like mostly... People could speak English, which was a huge blessing. Um, I printed out a map of the Camino Portuguese doing my research for the interview. Tell us about Porto, the banks of the Douro River. I understand it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Porto was very, their, their churches were amazing. And it must have been close to a holiday. I think we were there on a weekend. So it was a... Uh, just really, really busy. So most of the, all we saw really in Porto was as we just walked from the, uh, you know, from, you know, staying along the path and, and, uh, we always stopped and had coffee, cafe con leche in the morning and, uh, and, and get a roll. But it was, um, it was just, you know, as the, we went over the bridge, it just, it was just beautiful, but it, that was a day it was kind of cloudy. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't as, it's beautiful, and we hit it in the morning. So sometimes with the hills and stuff, the fog was kind of rolling in. And, but it was still a very pretty city. And Janine, I saw a fantastic picture of you with your feet in the hot springs of Caldas Daray. Look, that looks amazing. Uh, that was a completely amazing uh, because, like, it, it's been there. I think since the twelve hundreds. I don't know. It was just this medieval. And the hot springs come right from the earth. And it, it didn't smell that nice, but it felt amazing on your feet. <laughs> so did you do a lot of preparation before before you went? I mean, because one of the things I want to ask you, Tim, being a military man, uh, you'd, you'd have done a lot of hiking, a lot of walking and a lot of trekking. Um, were you prepared? Did you do a lot of preparation before you went, both of you? We actually did. We, we tried to, I think we walked about 300 miles in, um, in March. So we were kind of, that's why I was practicing my blogging too, was to, to try to say, okay, we did this, we did this. So we, we actually did, we just didn't do it as many times with the backpack and we didn't stay in as many hostels. So it was, uh, <laughs> so we weren't getting, 
getting the, quite the effect. But on the long weekends, we would go for a long, you know, uh, many long hikes. We tried to do it up to at least 18 miles. And then um, during the week, we would try to get five or six miles in each, each day. Just to, But it was, once again, we would go through the neighborhood and everybody would say, El Camino, El Camino, you know, because they knew we were all getting ready. So they would see us walking the neighborhood all over. So it was it was, it was neat as, as we repaired and the weather was pretty nice, even in Maryland. And is the, is the Camino Portuguese well signposted? Yes, uh, it was a little confusing when you went through towns and with the roundabouts. It was kind of, um, we got lost one time. Um, and, but, um, but then we got back on track um, but yeah, it was, um, it, it, we really, you just had to pay kind of close attention, you know, and if you didn't see an arrow for a while, then you're like, um, you know, let's make sure, cause we don't want to walk too far out of the way. And, and some of the people that we talked from Lisbon also said too, is they, they struggled trying to get through Lisbon to try to keep finding the track. So, it, cause you know, as you get started, you're not sure where to look for the arrows but they said that they had a rough time. But once they got in the countryside, it was easy. But you're a military man. You, you, surely you have to know what you're doing. You have to know where you're going. Correct. Actually, I had I, I actually downloaded a, a program that literally had the trail on it. And uh, so even if I didn't have Wi-Fi or anything, the GPS would be so we could always kind of validate it. But uh, but sometimes with the they did a lot of them through the highway. So obviously these are Roman roads. And so the. So the, the local countryside says, well, hey, if the Romans think this is the best way to go, <laughs> let's build a highway. Yes. So that was the most frustrating part was that, uh, you know, as many times it was along the highway and the, the people did not slow down at all. And, and sometimes, you know, there was weeds on the right and left side of the road, but they were so tall you couldn't walk through them. So it, it's kind of, you know, if I had a weed whacker, I would have made a trail, but it's a... Uh, so it just sometimes I got frustrated with that, especially at night when you're walking along the highway and, and the trucks just go right by you. So what percentage would you say of the Camino Portuguese is alongside the road? Well, I'd say about at least 20%, you know, but but might even be more. But some of them, if they were just small roads in the back, back little villages. But um, sometimes they took you by the auto. Uh, I don't know what they call it. You know, the big major highways. But you're you're off the trail. You're off the. You're not on the autobahn, but you're right alongside it. So you're listening to all the all the noise, and so it wasn't as bad. But it's still overall, it was a, it was a beautiful. You know, just with life, you've got you know your good times, you got your bad times, you got your good weather, you got the bad weather, you got your good trails and not so good trails. And, yeah, you know, that is very much like life. So so Janine, let me ask you. Um, do you remember how you both found out about the Camino, how it first entered your lives? Oh, well, our, um, our Curcio, we, we had met these wonderful people in the military, but they were also, uh, in, in, uh, Curcio and we met them in Korea. And so they did, um, Patricia and John Long did their Camino starting in France mm. And then they did another Camino. And so we were reading their their blogs and it's like, oh, wouldn't that be great if we were able to do that one day? And then we saw the movie and, and enjoyed the movie The Way. And then um, my my nephew, Robbie, um, 
well, he had a college course, um, and they they did the French Camino, and uh, and and the pictures he took. So I, we just kept talking about it, and then finally Tim is like, "Hey, we're we're healthy now. Let's let let's book it. Ask your boss if you can have a few weeks off." And I did, and she's like. Yes, you can do it. So I'm like, all right, well then let's let's go for it. Thank you, Saint James. Yeah, and and so how long how long did you plan it for? How what was your lead time? So we started in January. Three weeks and two days. Yeah. Yeah, three weeks and two days. Monday, oh. Monday and Tuesday. Right, right. So we planned three weeks and two days, but we did it faster than expected but we we actually you know bought the plane tickets in what february or january so so you had had a little bit of lead time i wonder if i could ask you when you walked with well you're walking together did you walk with other people often other groups or, or other couples um not really. One day we met um, Patty from um, Louisiana, and she was all by herself uh, walking. And um, and so we had one day where we just spent with with her, just exploring and sharing our faith and sharing our stories. And uh, um, and then she's going to eventually meet her husband, who has polio, and the the last hundred meters. And um, and then she was her and her husband were gonna do the last um, hundred kilometers together. Um, but anyway, it was a delight to spend with her. And then we would meet people along the way. But I would say most of our time was just with, with just us. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that busy. I mean, most of the time we would go almost until you got to Porto. After Porto, there was more and more more pilgrims on the road. But it was. Pretty much, we would go almost all day without seeing a pilgrim at all. So really? Well, it, yes. Well, I wonder. And, and yeah, go on, Tim. Sorry. I would advocate. I would advocate. You know, springtime in Portugal and Spain is just amazing. Maybe we just got blessed by Saint James, but it was just the weather was and the flowers. So, I, if you're going to go, the spring is an awesome time, and it's not crowded. Yeah. I wonder then if if you spent a lot of that time together walking and experiencing this wonderful pilgrimage, a a true pilgrimage, what did you learn from each other? Could I ask you first, Tim? Oh, well, that that I had the most beautiful, toughest wife (laughs) that that could ever be. Because I mean, to put up with me mentally and then you know and then just me you know navigation and so sometimes there was one one place we were trying to find and and we kept circling around circling around google kept telling us you're you're right there you're right there we couldn't find it and she was it was up and down hills and and we probably walked an extra four or five kilometers just trying to find it and it was just 20 meters farther Mm. so she just put up with me and (laughs) And my, I, I mean, I, I would say if you want to navigate, uh, you know, I'll hand it over to you. But, uh, but so she was just so dear and so patient and so kind and, uh, and just so tolerant. And, and she's such a good listener that, uh, that we just had, just had a ball. I, I just, I, I, it was such a blessing. Janine? 
Well, what I learned was, um, you know, was how much Tim, Tim loves me. I mean, if he can be with me day in and day out for three weeks straight and put up with, you know, I, I, he walks so fast and I walk so slow and he would slow his pace down so he could stay with me and just, you know, his patience and his love and, um, just how kind hearted he is. And, and I just grew to, um, you know, even on, on tough days when, when we didn't agree and when we were tired and our feet ache, um, we were just able to, um, you know, to, to get through that and still love one another and, and, and grow closer. And so that, that was just, just a huge blessing. You know, Tim, you mentioned it's important as a pilgrim to be a good listener. And when you're walking, you know, you, you realize yesterday doesn't exist. Tomorrow will be its own day. Today is what we have. And I couldn't help thinking when I walked my two Caminos, the simplicity of life on the Camino really reinforces that. Did you both enjoy that freedom? You, your parents, uh, you know, you lead bu- very busy lives. You've got little three-week envelope here, Janine, to sneak over to Portugal and, and escape. Mm-hmm. D- did you both enjoy that freedom? We sure did. And, um, you know, I just, um, in your, you just carry, you know, and halfway through, well, not halfway through, like, after five days, we realized we brought too many things. So we boxed it up and, and shipped it to the, uh, our final destination. It never made it, but still it just got rid of all that extra heavy stuff that we didn't need. And just losing a few pounds just made it so much easier to walk. And, and you can really get by with so little. And it was amazing how, you know, like manna from heaven, there'd be these little cafes or something to eat. Uh, and and the, the oranges were just amazing here. I don't know. It just. Um, uh, I think I saw on Facebook once it said, uh, you know, all the stuff you got in your backpack are all your worries. And so you just got to just keep getting rid of it all. <laughs> just, you know, get it down to the basics and you can just get by. That is so true. Yeah, that is so true. But but let me ask you this then, um, and I'll ask you first, Tim, what's the most important thing about being a pilgrim? Oh, I'd say being open to the road ahead, whether it's a pilgrim in need or a, um, or, um, you know, which, which way you're going to go. You just got to kind of be open and, and you got to be paying attention. You just got to, be open to, you know, the clues that that, that are provided. And uh, so I, I just think that that was um, one of the things I was always kind of doing. And sometimes if I took my eyes off the road, I, many times I, I stumbled and you know, actually, you know, twisted an ankle one of the times just because I, I took my eyes off the road. So I, I lost focus. So I, I think that was the most important thing I learned on the road. Janae? And, um, just just following the, the the arrows, you know, and, you know, in life, there are things that that will point you to the way. And then if you choose to get off the path, um, you can always, you know, get back on, you know, because the arrows are always there. And um, so um, 
that that was just reassuring. Yeah, kind of like sometimes you get screwed up in life and you get going down the wrong trail and, and you get back on the right trail. You seek forgiveness and, and, and you try to stay on the, the narrow path. That's so true. That is so true. Tell me, um, Janine, if I could ask you, tell me about walking into Santiago, into the Cathedral Square. Oh, wow. That was just, well, like the front of um, the, the cathedral has scaffolding, so you couldn't get in there. And then we heard someone play the bagpipes, and we walked through this this um, this, this, this port, or this, um, and this archway, listening to this awesome uh, bagpipe music. And then we were able to walk into the church, and oh, it's just magnificent. I can't even describe in words how amazing it was to finally get there and just to feel the the holiness and, and to see this massive church just packed, packed with pilgrims from all over the world, just, um, just there to, 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 to give thanks to God and, um, and just to see the beautiful artwork and, um, just it just fills my heart. I was just overwhelmed. And did you mention gratitude? Yeah, sorry, sorry, Janine. Go on. I was just overwhelmed. With, I was just overwhelmed with gratitude and love and amazement. Tim, did you get a chance to go to the Pilgrims' Mass at midday? We we actually did. We we yeah. thought it was at eleven o'clock, and we were so we were busting our tail trying to get there, <laughs> and we got there like like eleven fifteen, and we're like, oh man. But then there were so many people, we thought, well, you know, they wouldn't be here if there wasn't a mass or something. And so, well, we got a pillar seat and uh, and we, we stuck around. And some of our friends who was just 10 minutes behind us said they couldn't get in at 1130. They, they, they stopped letting people in. So so we were just St. James was watching over us and yeah. we, we got a good seat. And and it was it was neat when they did the Pilgrim's Blessing in English. That was that was really neat. It is- they had a choir here. Oh, sorry, Janine, go on. And so they had a youth choir that sounded like angels singing. It was beautiful celebration. And this is just days ago, right? Correct. Last Thursday, I believe. Yes, last Thursday. How wonderful. You know, I, I, I often ask my guests how they'll explain it to their family and friends when they get home. Um, Janine, can I ask you, and, and I just want you to tell me off the top of your head, because you probably haven't given it a great deal of thought. You only finished a couple of days ago, but how will you explain what you've been through to your family and friends? Uh, I would just, uh, I'll explain that it was the most uh, amazing, wonderful experience. It's something I needed for my heart and soul and um it's it's something that i feel like it's connected me to uh, to the history of our our faith and our church and um it's just it was just a wonderful way to grow tim well i we met a wise pilgrim along the way and and they just said you know all you got to do is just walk it off and and i think that's what you know three you know three weeks of walking really grounds you into what's what's the basic things that you need i'd get up in the morning and janine would say did you plug in the address of the place we're going i go i i did and it says 
seven minutes by car. (laughs) 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 You know, and I just have to think to myself, well, we're walking. So So it was just, it was just cute. that that sometimes you'd get those reminders about how long is it going to take us. And and, uh, so I, I think that's what I have to do is just, you know, I've learned to try to slow down and, uh, and, and keep the family together and, and just kind of enjoy the, enjoy the trip, enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's it. Enjoy the journey. Well, look, you've both been so kind with your time. I can't thank you enough. I, I'm just looking at the clock and we've gone already 40 minutes and I, I've really, really enjoyed sharing this little chat with you and sharing your post Camino shine. Um, they say that your Camino begins when you arrive in Santiago. So I'm kind of excited for you guys in a way. Yes, sir. Well, thanks. And and perhaps our paths will cross one day. I certainly hope they do. That would be great. Thank- enjoy your music and looking forward to your release of your song. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Janine. Okay. All the best. All right, God bless you. Thank you. Right, and God bless you too. Buen Camino, my friends. Buen Thank Camino. You. My guests this week, the husband and wife pilgrims, Tim and Janine O'Neill from the United States. My quote this week comes from their blog, cataloguing their Camino. The English author Isaac Walton said, Good company in a journey makes the way seem shorter. The Camino Portuguese is now high on the Mullins agenda. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. A song for the heavens, a song for the angels, decolores, decolores.